Two weeks is not a lot of time to learn how to keep up with somebody who's been doing something for over a decade. But two weeks is enough time to find enough anger inside of me, to find enough motivation to beat the shit out of Adam Cole. I'll figure it out. And August 22nd is gonna be a problem for the guy who once called himself the king of NXT. And Triple H, you said you're gonna be able to make me famous? Well, your biggest guy's about to get made famous. And it's gonna be for eating another right foot to the mouth. I accept. Let's go. What's going on, everybody? How you doing? How you feeling? Hope you're being safe. Uh, we're recording this right now during the Veroos between Rick Ross and 2 Chains. It seems like we record every every Veroos we record during. Um, yeah, uh, and this is one that I really wish I was saying. I, before you sent the link, I was just watching 2 Chains get his black, bat blown out by Rick Ross on every whoa, turn. Whoa, it's like whoa. absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, it's that bad. 2 Chains is losing it hard. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I think we all pretty much thought going in that Rick Ross was going to win. Like, 2 Chains was going to make it interesting, but like Rick Ross... I, mean, I don't. I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, pe- pe- people, people were just like, "Oh, it's gonna be mad close, blah blah blah." And I'm just like, "I don't think so." And then just right out the gate, for you know, for the first, I guess, like ten minutes, I was watching. Rick Ross was just bodying him. Yeah, I. I mean, I, I mean, we'll make this quick. Uh, I know we got a lot to get to. Oh, by the way, uh, this is. The Wednesday Night Wrestling Podcast, the premier Wednesday Night Wrestling Podcast, The War Report. Of course, mm-hmm. I am Marjani, joined by Cyrus, because if you don't know by now, there is a lot to talk about. There was a lot of things that happened, in fact, <laughs> hours ago to talk about. Yes. Uh, within the realm Today. of NXT and AEW, a figure ceremoniously... Ceremoniously. Because I feel like it's a theme. <laughs> it's basically a theme throughout all our shows. Uh, basically from show 20 on. This is show 44. <laughs> let's start in the trenches and let's talk about AEW. CEO woes. Twitter happenings. and Executive mess ups. Foibles. Okay. So let's start this off at the beginning. AEW rolled out a new platform for female fans. They called it AEW Heels. So from reading through it, they wanted to make a space for you know female fans, which is cool. You know what I mean? That that's mm-hmm. that in itself is great. On this platform, it's supposed to be uh, seminars, uh, Q and A's. It's basically a membership service for community. Uh, yeah, also, which is crazy to me. Which is like meet and greets. Uh, discussions with in- industry uh, experts and customized merch, special promotions. You know, you get it. Blah blah blah. blah. It's an annual paid subscription of fifty dollars a month. Uh, no, a uh, year. Sorry about that. Yeah, fifty dollars a year. And there was a lot of pushback to that. I get it because I wrote <laughs> in my AEW review last night. I was one of the people who wrote about pushback. So, with that, people have been voicing their opinions because they want more out of the AEW women's division. You As and I have been, a lot of people do. Well, you and I have been voicing that every week. Uh, many female fans mm-hmm. of the AEW product uh, have been voicing their displeasure as well. Especially looking over across the pond at NXT, who seemingly had two or three. Uh, women's matches a week and with storylines uh insane who would have thought could you I, remember that time where nxt just like didn't have like women on the show like that like that was such a dark time yeah but now like it, it seems like they have they'll have women's matches headline the show now mm-hmm. start end they'll like have, all the works so shout out to shout out to, to laura uh, at Rose Planted on Twitter, she actually did a whole Twitter thread about like the shortcomings of the AEW thing. It goes from basically what they've done with Nyla Rose, 
or lack thereof. Penelope Ford, she challenged for the title. Then she's never, she's not heard from. She's maybe mentioned mm-hmm. in passing, but then Hikaru Shida, uh, it was a, a thing that I said to uh, Hikaru Shida, basically welcoming all challengers, but only having one match against Diamante last week. Uh, and yeah. also a big contention, uh, the AEW Women's Tag Team Tournament is on YouTube. It's not on the main show. I don't remember that it was referenced. Insane to me. And what's even crazier is that, like, it's only, like, 30 minutes. So 37 minutes. This couldn't be on the show? So, like, this this couldn't be on the show? Well, at least, I I would say, like, at least one of these matches would be on the show. Uh, Right now, it stands at 473,000 views on YouTube. So it actually is pretty good. Um, They're average. You know, their AW Dark has been averaging around that. So, like, it has people, people want to see it. You know what I mean? And considering that they had a pretty big debut there with Tainara Conti, I would think that they would want to put that on the main show. Okay. That's neither here nor there. You know, like, I don't know. Like I said, uh, watching Dynamite. Well, I mean, like, watching Dynamite last night, I don't even remember them mentioning it. Okay, moving forward. Brandy Rhodes. Uh, she's been kind of getting some flack on Twitter to the point where I think just recently she deactivated her Twitter. And yes, now, literally like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> so there was one t- tweet in particular that got her in hot water uh, amongst other ones. She was replying to two people and they were asking her about, you know, the AEW heel service. And she says... It's for female wrestling fans. Many female fans don't like women's wrestling. You don't have to be a member. We have talked. (laughs) Okay, so, and then Cody has said, like, you know, in kind of in jest, like, oh, well, you know, like, she's trying to do something, you know, for women's wrestling fans. Like, how dare her? Basically saying something like along those lines. Yeah. We have talked previously on higher ranking position people and AEW kind of joining the Twitter sphere and kind of getting into it with fans. Now, mm-hmm. as for me, I probably would have ignored this. And if there's an overwhelming majority of your female fans saying, we want more on the show, we want more representation on the show. I would probably listen to them giving that you are asking them to pay 50 of their hard-earned dollars for this subscription service. Like, I would probably, you know what, maybe we should, instead of having uh, Big Swole go against uh, Reba this week. Even though, you know what, that was a cool moonsault that Reba did. Her last match was actually in NXT against uh, Io Shirai and Kari Sane. In a tag match. Oh, but Boy, it was I don't a, remember <laughs> but it when was, that happened. <laughs> but it was a squash. It was three minutes. It was three minutes of an AEW episode. So I probably would listen to them. You know, yeah. other than like, you know what? I'm just going to be, you know, join Twitter and kind of get in back and forth with you. And then I'm going to ask you to pay $50 for something that I just announced. <laughs> it's it's really insane to me how this whole AEW heel things has been moving like at first I was excited for it at first because it had something to do with the women on the show but then I didn't really hear anything about it like there an ad spot doesn't even play during the show you know during dynamite for this thing so I yeah I kind of forgot about it and then when I was watching the women's tournament, I saw the whole ad and I was just like, like, I'm seeing like the second ad and it's a much longer one because it's on uh, YouTube. And I'm just like, so what is this supposed to be? And then I see this $50 price point that she's trying to get off. And I'm just like, uh, it, it's just weird, like how you would think this would be a necessarily a good idea because it also promotes like. You get like a like like you said before, like you get the Q and A, you get like you know you're just in a like kind of like a safe space to talk about women's wrestling or just wrestling in general. 
And then when people are just like, all right, that's cool, but like, do we necessarily need to pay $50? Because we just want to watch the women wrestle on TV. Like, that's like literally it. Like, that's the, you don't really have to do this whole like subscription service thing. And, just reacted in a very immature way, if you would ask, if you ask me. Yeah, like, you're asking in a time where, you know, we're in a pandemic, a lot of people are trying to hold tight in their money, like a lot of people have lost jobs, unfortunately, or have been furloughed and things like that. And like, $50 mm-hmm. is a pretty steep price point for, you know, something that you could do, you could just set up like a Discord server. I've said, like, maybe right? you should have did... AW heels and a teal tier subscription service where like certain things are maybe ten dollars and then something is twenty dollars and then if you could pay you know fifty dollars then you can go ahead and do that like just kind of mm-hmm. you know people how people structure their Patreon accounts but like yeah. just to pay fifty dollars and for like I think we can agree that you know. There needs to be, like, with the speaking out movement, and we've talked about that before, like, people in general, like, fans in general need to do better by not only the talent, but female wrestling fans as well. And yes. Although, like, having a female-focused thing is great, I think a lot of people talk about, you know, WWE not listening when people are saying we just want to see, like you said, want more talent on the actual AEW Dynamite show and it not to be an offshoot, and you're like, all right, cool, mm-hmm. well, here's a subscription service. Like, that's it, it's really kind of like ins- contentious. It's insane to me. And just, just the women's like tag team tournament, like not being on dark or like on the same show is dark it's really just shuffling all the women into like its own like space or just like separate like universe from everything else that's happening on aew like why like why is the women's tournament just on dark and they get like 30 minutes of the show and then you know you do the rest of the show later or you know space the uh the women's matches out or you know the the tournament matches out on the show and then you know have men you know do the thing or whatever and such and it's AEW just doesn't care about women's wrestling. Like that's that's just how I, I see it right now. They just don't really care. And plus, you had like on the first quarterfinals, you know, show they had Medusa come out. They had Veda Scott on commentary. You had the Nightmare Sisters. You had Mel, who you hadn't seen in a while. Ariane's uh, first match back, and of course, like Anna Jane, Tenara Conti, and and they won and they beat Nyla Rose. <laughs> So yeah. I would want to elevate that. Like you have a potential signing, Tainara Conti, and then people are raving about her, especially on Twitter. It's like, oh well, like she can develop, so <laughs> great, and things like yeah. that. Like I would want to like at least mention that or throw that when I'm on Dynamite, and I just don't remember that being done. It's just I don't know. Like I'm I'm sure we'll talk. Taz was trying. Taz was trying his best on commentary yeah. to like really big her up. But yeah, I, I don't think it was mentioned on the show at all. Like not even during uh the big swollen Reba match. And I'm it's really disappointing, honestly. Like I, I do enjoy women's wrestling a lot and you know, Brandy is right. Like maybe there are some women that aren't fans of women's wrestling, but it's just weird that, you know, you cater to like that group of you know, like you just want to like cater to them really and i just think that's like so weird to me well i think that if you want to maybe convert those non-fans to fans you know things Mm -hmm. saying things on twitter like that is not the way to go and yeah those non-fans seeing fans being upset because they don't see enough women's wrestling is another way to dilute your fan base i'm sure we'll talk about more about this as it goes on because it seems like it's at, at the world turn but the 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 final thing I'll say is I'm going to ask AEW once again to get a PR. Please oh, get a PR. Definitely. I mean, I understand that you want to engage with your fans, but in high-ranking positions and then, like, getting into Twitter banter with people, it just looks bad for your company. So, like, get a PR where you could funnel one message through 
and just kind of go with that. Like, I appreciate Brandy saying that she did pitch the tag team top per- tournament. She did say that. <laughs> but at the same time, like, this can't happen again, especially if you're trying to launch new things. Like, you know, stop that. And while well, she's off Twitter now, I mean, well, this is happening. <laughs> She'll be back on. Yeah. But, um, you know, I don't. It's got to be better. You got to get these ladies on the show. Get Hikaru Shida on the show. You're champion. Right. Like, come on. And, it, and it's all, it's always the case that you cha- the champion's not on the show. And it's kind of ridiculous this time around because there's no excuse that, like, you know, like how Riho had, like, obligations in Japan that she had to fulfill with, uh, with stardom. You know, like, there's none of that right now. Hikaru Shida is in the USA. She's here focal ready to go she and they just never forward. really give her that shot yeah and they just don't let her up mr lee i guess we're doing this the hard way you know i haven't seen regal around here once since he signed me and since you're the guy who can make things happen and you haven't then all of this is on you all right, let's switch some All right, let's switch. gears and let's talk about some NXT. Let's address the All elephant right. in the room first. <laughs> Adam Cole versus Pat McAfee. I I watched the Pat McAfee show, so I see how heelish he can be. At first, I was not for this. Uh, I thought it was a ruse. It is a ruse. Like it's an angle. Uh, because yeah. you know, th- well, there's a whole thing of like Adam Cole not no liking people to call him short, even though Adam Cole is six foot and Pat McAfee's like six one. Right? They're they're basically <laughs> the same height. Yeah, what but it, it's always been a joke that Adam Cole isn't actually six feet. You know, so I I definitely think that they're playing into that. Yeah, what I thought was interesting here when they were having their banter. Uh. Fish and O'Reilly are having their match. A good match against Imperium. That distracts them, and Imperium gets the win. So you're going to have this Adam Cole-Pat McAfee match at uh, NXT TakeOver, but I also think that with Cole doing this, and and, like some people have hinted at this, like it might be the beginning of the end for Cole's time in Undisputed Era, which I hate. Because I want to see all of them on the main roster together. What did you think? Yeah. I just think that at first, obviously, I wasn't too excited for the angle. And I am on the side where I just I don't think that Adam Cole should really be doing this, yeah. honestly. Or you shouldn't really be doing this to Adam Cole. But like over time, like I'm, not, I'm trying to not let my first reaction to it be like my only opinion on the situation. And it's kind of hard. Like... I'm not a big fan of them doing this while Kyle O'Reilly is having his big return. And, you know, like these dudes are like having an amazing match. And I wouldn't have, I could not pay attention to the match because all on commentary was really focused on Pat McAfee. And it was just like, if you honestly, if you wanted to do this angle in some shape or form, I definitely think it could have been done much better. Like it probably could have been done earlier on the show and then Imperium and, Undisputed Era could still have their amazing match without having the, you know, distracting commentary. That just, like, what bothered me. And at first, I was just like, honestly, you shouldn't really be doing this to Adam Cole. And then I was just like, uh, Chris Novak pointed out, like, this is the, like, the most sports entertainment thing that uh, WWE, ha- I mean, uh, WWE has done with NXT. And with that, I'm just like, okay, like, this is for somebody. You know, like, this is going to work for somebody. Somebody was entertained. I probably would liked it a lot if I was, if I was entertained, but I just w- wasn't. But I understand what they're doing, and I'm waiting to see how the story unfolds. A lot of people are very scared for Adam Cole. Like, he might lose to Pat, uh, Pat McAfee at uh, NXT 30. And I'm just like, let's not take it that far. <laughs> But it's a very weird situation. Yeah, I was kind of... I had my reservations because, you know, you had Adam Cole, who is basically the longest reigning NXT champion. 
he's coming off of that. He's I'm still kind of thinking of him in that view. Mm-hmm. So like him going against you know Pat McAfee in a match. I'm like, ah oh, boy. Like you know what I mean? Like it's it seems too cartoonish. <laughs> but I think too yeah. cartoonish things have happened in basically like the main roster. Like you've had, you know, Vince McMahon versus you know Sean McMichael Sean Michaels in God. Like yeah, you know, right. Like things like that. But like, but nobody would have ever thought that NXT would have anything really like that you yeah, know they're, they're like more i would look to nxt as more i guess the serious brand because i i just haven't seen them do this yeah before. or just like or just like more subdue you know yeah like i wouldn't see like uh any like star come to nxt well i'm i can't say that now but like pick a star from like a tv show and like them fighting like carry on cross like challenging him, mm-hmm. like, the, like the Tyson Fury stuff. Like I wouldn't have pictured, pictured yeah. that in NXT, but it's happening now. And you know, Pat McAfee is—he's an—he was an All-Pro punter. So that kick, that yeah, goal, he kicked the hell out of him, knocked him out. De- definitely, yeah. Like people are just saying, like Pat McAfee is just some podcaster. That's definitely not the case. Uh, let's not undersell his work like i'm not a big fan of the guy either but it makes sense like the guy was a professional kicker like he is good with his leg that he kicks with (laughs) so of course that's gonna knock somebody out and then it it also protects adam cole in some shape or form because like yeah it was a cheap shot like yeah they didn't i know buried gets used very loosely but you know they're really trying to protect adam cole and i don't really think it necessarily worked with the people but the fact that it's a cheap shot, he is a punter, like he's a professional kicker. So, like, I I do expect a kick to knock somebody out. Yeah, uh, word to uh, Randy Orton and the punt. Yeah, right? Like, you kick somebody in the head, they're going to get knocked out. I don't necessarily care how big you are, you know? We'll see. I, I'm The build-up to this match should be intriguing, to say the least. I the uh, match I that know. like well I mean they're gonna have to build it some way. Uh, I think Pat's show is off this week because he's on his honeymoon, but he'll be back next week. So it'd be funny if like the undisputed era showed up to his podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I, I say I say they jump him like they did Champa. Well, jeez. Um, I mean, I'm along for the ride. I'll I'll see where you take me. All right, move yeah, on. like yeah, I, it was a very bumpy start. Like you know, the seat belt was too hot, but like I, I'm I'm gonna see where they go with this, uh, how this goes on uh, moving forward. Dakota Kai and Ray Ray Ripley, uh, Ray beat the hell out of Dakota. <laughs> yeah, that was really weird. This, I was just like, so when is Dakota gonna get offense in? <laughs> this uh, this was a weird booking to me because I mean. We said this last week. Dakota should be the number one contender. She is, but it didn't feel that way. Yeah, it felt like if you're gonna have somebody go against Io Shirai and really make me feel like they're a threat, you wouldn't have booked the match this way. Like Rhea just had her yeah. way throughout the entire match. Rhea, Rhea was really beating like the hell out of her, and I just thought, when is when is Dakota Kai gonna start cheating? to like get ahead and she didn't really cheat much i guess except uh well not at all like uh she had help somebody else just interfered it was somebody else it was mercedes martinez of the rob stone brand uh i look at this match and i'm like you know what i get it robert stone wants obvious revenge on Rhea. mercedes that would be her first big feud it makes it makes total sense yeah, really good stuff. Like, yeah, we we kind of called this. Uh, J uh, J five mentioned it, and we talked about it a little bit. Uh, you know, off mic, and I was just like, "Yeah, that sounds like fantastic. That sounds good. I, I definitely like where they're going to go with that." And they did it. <laughs> I mean, they this should go really well. They they hated Rhea back back up to me, but they got to do something with Dakota. Dakota's going to have to yeah uh, beat up EO considerably in the next. Like two, three weeks <laughs> in order for me to be a believer. Nah. Right now, like I'm, she got to she got to the weekend. 
like, right, to like just beat her at some point. Yeah, because like right now I'm just like, oh well, you know, this is gonna be a nice yeah. easy win for EO. And where's Raquel? Hey man, she pro- she she was probably outside, and they said, nope, can't come to work. Yeah, like her, ha- you know, having Raquel being the like the strong hand, like that would kind of put the fear in EO as well because now she's got she's got to beat the both of them but like Raquel's been missing well EO hasn't really been on the show either it's been like two weeks now since she's been on the show you know it didn't really necessarily need her because you know she doesn't really have anything to necessarily do until there is a number one contender which there is now but you know she didn't really have to be on the shows but yeah it's weird that Raquel's gone definitely could have been like a difference maker in this we'll see. and then it's just been gone for like some quite some time. Bring Raquel back on the show. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Yeah. So the locker room got their asses kicked this week. <laughs> uh, Keith Lee and Cameron Grimes. That was another squash. Well, not not a squash. Not a squash, but like Cameron Grimes. He. It was a very grumpy. story, like story match. Yeah, Keith Lee was grumpy. <laughs> let's just say. And after yeah. the match, Karrion Cross is forcing his hand because, of course, William Regal saying, like, you got to earn your title shot here. Karrion mm-hmm. Cross beat the hell out of whoever was in the locker room. Uh, I, like, I like this a lot because and one while, Keith Lee was taking his, while Keith Lee was taking his super sweet time handling Cameron Grimes, Karrion Cross was, like, bodying, like, five dudes in the back, you know, like, racking up, like, kills <laughs> and it was just like you know I, I i thought that was a really i don't i'm not sure if many people are going to think about it like that way but when you look at it in that light like that's really good storytelling there like that works really well for uh carrying cross uh former hired gun apparently uh we've already had <laughs> a numerous uh accounts of either murder or uh Alleged murder in the wrestling world this week. Now that with the carry across uh, supposed news that just dropped that you just alluded to, uh, they've done a really good job of making really him a monster. Uh, yeah, like, I'm like thinking in my mind that like oh he could possibly beat Keith Lee. Like he is damn near unstoppable, and like Keith Lee has not faced anybody like that in NXT yet. So like. Uh, I feel they for need, Danny. I feel for Danny Burch need, next week. Oh, they're having a match next week. Yeah, oh, Karrion, I must have missed it's that. Karrion Cross and Danny Burch next week. Rest in peace to the guy. But uh, I, uh, Keith Lee and Karrion Cross need to have. They need to have like one backstage brawl before thirty. What the the underground match? <laughs> they, hey, Karrion hey, Cross tweeted and said that. Hey, I want to be in this. Put them in the underground. Hey, I saw him get his ass. I already saw him tap out in Bloodsport. But uh, <laughs> maybe he could beat up, like, some jobber. But I definitely think, like, him and Keith Lee need to, like, actually crawl, like, like throw hands at some point before 30. So you you did mention Damian Priest. Uh, mm-hmm. So it was Lorcan, Holland, and Priest for one of those spots. Yo, Holland is good. Yeah, I, I like him a lot. I remember... I remember a couple, maybe a couple matches for NXT UK, but, uh, you know, I did read that a lot of people are high on him and considerably because he really showed something in this match. I hope they use him more in NXT going forward. I don't know how the hell they got him over here, but um, they did. (laughs) Had him him in a shipping container. But they did, and the triple threat was better for it. Damian Priest won. I think we all kind of knew. We we called that last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, he moves on. Of course, he's going to fight. <laughs> oh man, I'm, I'm not going to call him this. I'm not going to call him the nickname. Oh, you know, bro, uh, you know, <laughs> bro, just Bronson Reed, bro. Yeah, I'm going. I'm. I was like in my I'm mind. Like, I'm like they call him like I because I remember Chris. He's like oh thick boy and stuff like that. And I'm like nah, man, it's Bronson Reed. <laughs> I can't call I'm him just Christian. like uh, Beth Phoenix on commentary said people called him Thick Boy and then he inherited the name and I was just like who was out here calling him Thick Boy bro I don't remember like who was the first person who called him that 
with nobody. They can't. That man has thick boy on his Titan Tron forever, bro. But I do like a lot of the stuff that they're doing with uh, Bronson Reed. Him and Damian Priest will be fighting next week as well. I believe shenanigans for sure. Yeah, I don't. I see that that's being a DQ and somebody getting involved. Mm-hmm. One of the men who've probably been eliminated already. But the NXT parking lot con- continues to be a dangerous place, apparently. Because Legato del Fantasma beat the hell out of Brizongo. And, right, and rightfully so. He said, my culture is not your costume and beat the hell out of Fandango. I'm with it. <laughs> Listen, I'm really, it's really nice to see how much they're growing. Hey, cultural appropriation has been put on notice for recent months, and Brizongo <laughs> is not not immune to that. They definitely call it Nashville. Mm-hmm. Rightfully, uh, I wonder where they're going to go next. He's he did mention Isaiah Sore Scott, but like, what's what's going to be after that? You know, I mean, I think Justin may have mentioned this, and maybe with basically uh, undisputed era turned to face. It was going to be Phantasma versus Undisputed Era. But mm-hmm. I don't know if Undisputed Era is going to be there much longer. I say this every damn show. And <laughs> they are there. And I don't know. Like, it would that would be cool. But if they run Roughshot over Breezango, well, they already did. If they beat Isaiah Swerve Scott and then Drake Maverick, I mean, he, he's going to need some friends. Like, yeah, where do they go after this? I don't know. I I hope he, I hope they're not just relegated to cruiserweight uh, status, and they can probably dip their uh, dip their fingers in the North American title scene, probably or a tag team a title scene. I would like that a lot. NXT needs tag teams, so if they want to yeah. do that and go after the titles, like that would be dope. That'd be really dope. I'm with it. All right, as before we move on, next week, uh, as mentioned, we got Carry On Cross, Danny Birch, Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, Kushida makes his return against Cameron Grimes That's right. and a mystery opponent. Who do we think the mystery opponent is going to be? I saw Chris say Ciampa. Uh, I'm have, I'll probably go with Ciampa because I can't really think of anybody off the top of my head right now. But you know who needs to be in any one of these triple threat matches? Shane Thorne, because he really uh, he really balled out in his match with Bronson Reed. Shane Thorne was actually supposed to get moved to, I believe, Raw, but like yeah. COVID stopped that. No, uh, He's good. He's really it. good. Mm-hmm. And he needs to be like that. Would be cool. And then Bronson Reed, uh, Bronson Reed was supposed to be at NXT UK, but well, you know COVID stopped everything. Really. NXT UK right now, if that's even going to be... Hey, they still, they still active. I don't care what anybody said. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Uh, one Okay, one last thing. Indy and Tegan looked better the second time around. Yes. Oh, my God. That first match was not that great, but very impressive this time around. Tegan gets the win. I think that she's going to go after Candice next. I, I was surprised Candace didn't just outright come after the match and just beat her, uh, beat her head in. But we could, we could do a slow burn, I guess. <laughs> See, listen, we just talked about multiple women's matches, storylines in one show. It could be done. It can be easily done. could be done. But you know, ratings have to have a debate. I do care about next week. See, I care about that match. I do. I mean, it's the biggest match of my life. It's also the biggest match of your life, too, Chris. Really? Can you imagine, Chris? I mean, you're Chris Jericho, man. You've done it all. All the things that we can Google later. But I'm telling you right now, Chris, what if this? What if Chris Jericho loses to the guy that puts his hands in his pockets? With that segue, let's talk about AEW Dynamite. Uh, 
you mentioned the debate. Listen, the Orange Cassidy part of the debate, I loved it. He cut a hell of a promo. Chris Jericho, he was really trying to cut ass on, on Orange Cassidy. Cool, like, that's what he does. And then they did the whole thing where, like, they talked about global warming. I didn't expect Orange Cassidy to talk at all. I thought that was just going to be... He was yeah, be that was my prediction thing. as well. But he cut And I, I honestly I honestly thought he was only going to say something during the global warming thing, but I'm glad he he did say something at the end of the uh, the promo, and it was really good. I'm glad they, they did that for him, because I thought it was just going to be boring as hell. He cut a spirited babyface promo, kind of like probably the best of the show, and mm-hmm. promptly got beat up again. I mean, that that's kind of the whole thing with Orange he... in the inner circle. Yeah, but I, I thought it was really funny. Like, he did his whole promo on Chris Jericho, and Jericho was just like, you know what? I'm going to beat the hell out of you next week. Eh, nah, I'm going to do it right now. Get him, Jake. Yeah, get him, and then Jake. Just, <laughs> and then they just bodied him. I was just like, y'all didn't have to do that. And or, just, you know. <laughs> hold up his lifeless body up after. Just like, he's just. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ba- so, baby face team, so. Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy will fight next week for $7,000. Oh, if Orange Cassidy loses because he has to replace that jacket that uh, he ruined for Chris Jericho. Very. Yeah, it's a, a weird stipulation. First of so all, that dumb, costs $7,000. So so Doubt. Just like he said, uh, that sports car he was about to give Moxley cost like. Uh... <laughs> he was just like, it's the most expensive sports car. And it wasn't. I thought that uh, it is what it is. Jericho, big capper. Well, that I thought that jacket was basically on Macklemore thrift store status, man. Like I was like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that. Like seven thousand dollars. All right, okay. I think Orange Cassidy's going to win though. I would probably like, let's get him a, a big one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara. Boy, did this shit have color. And boy, did it go wrong, because it for sure wasn't supposed to have color. Matt Hardy came out, and of course he's mad. This Sammy Guevara thing happened long ago. Like, they, they were teasing at a potential feud with them because Matt Hardy wanted to take Sammy Guevara under his wing, uh, which mm-hmm. is weird because Sammy Guevara has way more wins than him, so why would he do that? Uh, yeah. He gets mad, and they have a fight. And I'm not sure if it happened on the elbows that Sammy was doing, where he was trying it to was open the chair. up the hard way, or the chair. But Matt Hardy was bleeding uh, right before mm-hmm. the whole table spot. Apparently, Sammy got reprimanded after that. But this is leading to a singles feud between the two. And I'm not sure if... I predicted, because I didn't know that it was an accident, thought this would be the way for Matt Hardy to kind of go... Because he's been trying to be a serious guy. Maybe this was going to go back to the yeah. three faces of Hardy, but it was an accident. So maybe, you know, I guess it's just going to be Matt Hardy straight it, against Sammy Guevara. <laughs> it, it, it probably, they can, hopefully they find a way to work with it with, you know, may, maybe it will just be straight Matt Hardy because like he is super serious after getting hit with the chair, you know, like, career could have been like taken from me blah 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 so like screw the shenanigans like i'm really about it you know so they could probably uh play with it like that but also i just find like matt hardy is trying to take sammy Guevara away from chris jericho who literally is not doing him any wrong <laughs> like Bro, him and he jericho, has him and chris jericho oh, go ahead. together he wins in singles he has more wins than matt hardy does so why would yeah, I- so, like I really don't. It's just like yeah, you can like do the thing without being the bad guy. But it's just like all right, I see what you do as the good guy, and you ain't really doing much. <laughs> like you were you teleporting know? in an empty stadium. I could do that, or I could hang out with the inner circle. Teleporting, yeah. drones, inner circle. You know, well, I'm a, I'm a dork. Got a dork, bro. Matt Hardy, a dork. <laughs> Weird hair, inner circle. Talking in three different uh, personalities, inner circle. Inner circle wins. You know what I mean? Like yeah, like I'm like Sammy Guevara is not on the, like the bad end of the stick. Like uh, 
Pride and Powerful are. Let's talk about them. Because they lost this week, surprise, surprise, and then commentary alluded that they hadn't been in the top five of the rankings since February. But they did show mm-hmm. some fire afterwards, particularly to <laughs> a car. Sue's Van. Sue's Van. <laughs> Sue's Van is trash. That's that's. I was looking at that. That's at least three thousand dollars <laughs> damage there. Yeah, they 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 really they really messed up the van up, and I don't know. At first, when I first saw it, I was just like, "Like lose to the best friends, really? Like you guys can't get a win on the best friends." They did challenge for the title. Uh, the best friends did like a couple weeks back, but I'm yeah, hoping- and they lost. But like you know, like the, I, I just felt like they could have got like a like a sure win, and like you know, they could have still did the thing where you know they haven't been on the rankings since February and still get a win. You know, and then still trash the van, all that. And now they're going to have a rematch. I'm not a, I'm still not a big fan of the best friends. I don't like Trent like that. So that's mainly where the complaint really comes from. I'm hoping that with them trashing Sue's van, that Santana and Ortiz can get some heat back and get some wins under their belt. Yeah. Like make something of what they just did. Don't just have it like, Oh, we're just going to trash the van and then laugh. Ne- you know, next week, business as usual, we're going to keep losing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I the, really hope that's not the case. The last match that they won on Dynamite, because they've won some on Dark, was uh, the May 28th one. So, you know, we're in August. Like, let's get some Santana and Ortiz like, some wins. They don't even get like they don't even get wins on dark like that's insane. No, they they won on dark. I'm just talking in terms oh, okay. of dynamite, the main show. Oh, okay. They win on dark. Damn, they they, they be winning on dark and still not in the top ten. I mean, top five. Dude, it, they have like 18 tag teams. Like it would literally Oof. take me five minutes to list all the AEW tag teams. That's yeah, and then you know you say dark order and there's like three teams under the dark order. Yeah. Um, let's, <laughs> this week's The Dark Order Orbit, uh, there was a 12-man tag, of course, because it's AEW, they, they love their multi-man matches. So you had the Elite versus Dark Order and FTR. Dax looked like he got hurt. I don't, I think yeah. it's a work. Uh... It looked like, I'm like, oh, wow, he was really hurt. Until I saw Hangman go back there with them and kind of leave Kenny and the Young Bucks to be. Then Hangman yeah. goes back, he gets the heat. Um, and then, you know, he has his thing with Brody Lee. I don't remember the last time Hangman has lost the match. So when Brody pinned him, I was like, wow, this is a big deal. So Hangman yeah, is no. going to have to answer, kind of leaving his team for FTR, especially if it comes out that FTR kind of faked it to kind of leave the match. And also, mm-hmm. it kind of alludes to the eventual Brody Lee-Hangman singles match that I don't know if it's going to happen next week because it's Tag Team Appreciation Night. Comical. Yeah, I mean, I... Well, it's comical, what especially a, if you don't include a... women here. Oh, oof. But, yeah, there's a couple that, 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 about to have zero... There's about to be eight men in the ring, zero women. <laughs> but uh, what'd you think of this whole rigmarole? I thought the match was too long, honestly. That's just about it. I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of the multi-man matches, and I think this is like the biggest multi-man match that AEW has like ever had. Uh, twelve, like twelve men. Like I think that might be the biggest. It's all right. I, I didn't hate it, but it was cool. Like, I don't really have any thoughts on this, like, <laughs> this AEW episode because I can't really think what would excite me about, like, next week, you know? Next week. I'll run down the card for next week after we're done with this point because we got to get to last rights in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But um, Darby Allen and John Moxley. Allen and John Moxley. I, okay, I, okay, I like this match because John Moxley's promo put over Darby huge because... Mm-hmm. He's basically Same. saying, like, he's the younger version of me, and he's a tough SOB, And but listen, stay down. <laughs> like, because that goes to Darby's thing where he just doesn't quit. He, and he doesn't quit yeah. in the match, even 
with like John Mosley basically throwing everything at him. And they actually tease with little help from NJF Darby possibly winning and upsetting John Moxley. Of course, you know, yeah, Moxley I am, won, but you know, you know me, man. I'm not a fan of the interferences, especially since the interference more or less didn't really affect the finish at all. Like, I don't even think like, well, I think Darby just got like a, a, a near fall and like, that was it. And I was just like, that's yeah. And I was just like, Oh, you if you're going to do it, at least like let it affect the outcome or, you know, actually play like a much bigger part because a couple seconds later, like that interference meant like nothing because John was like still going at it, you know? Yeah. I like, I like how Mox embraced Darby afterwards. Like I think eventually mm-hmm, that was cool. down the road and Darby's probably going to be their next baby face champ. I think. Uh, oh I, yeah, yeah, definitely. But, I, but like way down the road, what I thought was funny is, MJF is continuing this campaign, but he already got what? the title match. He corny. So like I'm like when I, watching that segment, corny. This whole thing is ass. This whole like presidential thing is ass. I hate it so bad. I get the presidential thing to fit his character, especially with our political stuff that's going on right now. But it's just that it, like. It's, but it's just weird to me that he's doing, you know, the you know, uh, the presidential thing, and then you also have Jericho and Orange Cassidy doing the, you yeah, know, presidential they're... debate thing. It's just like, for what? Oh, by the way, like uh, I didn't mention this, but Eric Bischoff made an appearance oh, yeah. during the Eric. debate. It was kind of inconsequential, but it was kind of cool to see him back on TNT programming. My my favorite thing about the whole uh, Eric Bischoff being there was Chris Jericho going, I never liked you in 22 years. And then Eric Bischoff goes, 24. <laughs> <laughs> that really killed me. I like that a lot. That was funny. Uh, yeah, it was... I don't think that Eric is going to come back in a... I th- think this is just a one-off. Well, I hope. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, now AEW is bringing back everybody from era. So I hope I hope they do something with Darby Allen like soon, relatively soon. Because yeah, like Moxley embracing him after the match, like he put him over like really huge, man. So it's just like let's start actually like really capitalizing off this sort of thing. Yeah, like Cody did that, you know. Mosley has done that. He's got to do something. And I guess with Ricky Starks and Brian Cage, if Mosley's looking forward to MJF, they're going to have mm-hmm. to do something with Darby Allen. So I think that's his next yeah. feud, him and Brian Cage. And I, I'm not really trying to, like, you know, dunk on the kid or anything, but out of, a, like, a lot of these, like, new generation stars that they've been trying to making or, like, trying to make, Jungle Boy ain't doing nothing, man. What's up with that? <laughs> We've talked about this. I <laughs> listen. Like you, like, want, we... you want him to cut a promo, and I said that it will be time for eventually. But you can't, yeah, have him cut a promo when he's having like a singles like feud that means something. Like you don't want him to just like cut a promo just to sake for a cut a promo. Uh, yeah, this week. I... I understand, but it's just like he like you're gonna have to talk eventually. Like that's just like a thing that everybody like no- normally says. But like when he was doing his little feud with Chris Jericho, he cut like one promo and it was okay, you know. So it's just like let's like he doesn't even have to cut a promo. At least put him on the show. I mean, I, he could have been on the show. Well, I mean, this, he's on the show next week. He, they go against uh, Omega and Hangman. Him and Luchasaurus. Oh, rip. Rip. So next week, you have Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy. Cody Rhodes versus Scorpio Sky. Scorpio Sky cut a promo on Dark saying, like, you know, he's been racking up wins on Dark, but this is... He does not want it to be a ceiling. He's coming for something more. That's why you saw uh, the challenge or the non-verbal challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Kenny Omega versus and Hangman versus Jurassic Express. 
Young Bucks versus Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. And an appearance from the Rock and Roll Express on Tag Team Appreciation Night. For the ah. love of everything, please at least mention the Women's Tag Team Cup Tournament. Please. If this is Tag Team yeah. Appreciation it's, Night, yeah. you don't mention that? Like, or no, I want them on the show. Yes, please put one. If they're match on, the if show. they're not on the show, then the tournament is basically over. <laughs> like, I, I'm assuming that they're gonna debut more people because also, you have to fill those teams. So if you have somebody big in store, this is the episode to show it. You know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. Also, who who's getting excited for the Rock and Roll Express in 2020? Like, come on, guys. The Rock and Roll Express dog, in 2020? Get that shit out of here. Dog, Get it out of here. Is going to do a hell of a Canadian Destroyer. Gonna do a, yeah, like old guy does a Canadian Destroyer. Like Dustin didn't make that sh- like his finisher. Dog, get that shit out of here. I'm not, I'm not going up for Arn Anderson. I'm not going up for... Rock and Roll Express, like, get these old dudes out of here. Uh, one final point, Matt Cardova. How'd you think he did in the tag match, his first match? Standard Zack Ryder stuff. He got the hat tag. It's, oh, it's, oh, it, it's okay, but it never... He's just still... Well, like, he still wrestles the same, so... I just have to see... I like him the same. <laughs> I have to see him in a singles program. Cody took mo- most of you know the brunt of the yeah. punishment from Silver. I thought that was cool. It was all right. You know what I mean, like it's like all right, cool. Let's get Matt Cordova over. Can we think about how large Dark Order is that they're in two tag matches this week? Well, not only in two matches, right? Two matches following each other. <laughs> there was a the Dark Order the. I believe, like, the Dark Order match, the 12-man happened. 12-man happened. And then something happened. Yeah, something and happened. then here comes Silver and Reynolds. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of... That's a lot of time, lot of time. to devote to Dark Order. Yeah. And I... They should, Dark Order should get some gold soon, you know? They, like, really show that they're, like, really a threat, you know? Let's hope, man. Let's move it on to Last Rites. That's, of course, you know, every Wednesday night we ask for listener comments on what they think about AEW Dynamite or NXT. So we mm-hmm. thank you guys for doing that. We got four this week. Uh, let's start off with Seth Superkick. What's up, Seth? I like the idea of Yui as baby faces for the time being, as you could squeeze a month or two's worth of new programs out of it. And they're not immediately needed on the main roster while they're building up the SummerSlam. Becoming more and more of a fan of the Keith and Cross buildup. And Dexter Loomis needs to be strapped right up. Because Loomis Hive is then now forever NXT ruled ass. I'm sorry because Dexter Loomis is hurt. It's sad. It hurts so much. You, you know that picture of Will Smith and it just says pain? That's, what, that's how I feel, man. Yeah, man. Get... Get well, Dexter Loomis, because Loomis Hive is still here, and we are live and here every week, man. Who, who, whoever qualifies to replace the spot, I, I still, I still don't think it's going to be Johnny Gargano or Finn Balor, but we'll see how that goes. It's probably going to be Champa. <sighs> yeah, it's going to Champa in the ladder match. I don't really know, but it is what it is. Like he's been in the ladder match before, of course, but like. I don't think he's like needed for a ladder match currently in this pool of like new stars. Like, yeah, like so. Smuggle somebody over here, man. Get like Tyler <laughs> Bay over here. Get Walter over here to be. Yeah, uh, man. Bring like Walter Dave Mastiff or something. Jeez. I mean, I wouldn't mind it. Somebody's getting you... chopped off a ladder. I know that. Yeah, you always got to get that guy that like doesn't seem like he should be in a ladder match, and he's probably not going to like do any ladder shenanigans. He's just there to be huge. <laughs> like that's basically it. That might be uh, Rich Holland might be in that match since he didn't get uh, pinned or submitted. So who knows? This one's for Caleb, for Caleb Caitlin. 
NXT was a mixed ass bag. The triple mm-hmm. threat with Peace, Lor- with Priest, Lorcan, and Holland was fire. The ending to NXT was terrible. Triple H has got to throw Adam Cole on some rice because he wanted to let Pat McAfee punt his former NXT champ and his shit. NXT, yeah. uh, AEW was just all right, but we need justice for LAX. Also, John Moxley has zero slaps in the past three years. He's uh, better just I... because he can give the middle finger like 95% of everyone in the AEW roster. Also, Zack yeah. Ryder for AEW Dark. Ouch. I think the match that he had with Darby Allen was cool, despite uh, the interference, which I disliked a lot. And I wasn't a big fan of Darby Allen kicking out of the gotch style power driver. I definitely think oh, that Minor- should have been the finish. Minoru Suzuki would have been pissed. Oh, if, if he was, I'm sick for him. <laughs> oh, I'm sick the, for oh, him. By the way, little tidbit: it looks like they are alluding to Shingo and Minoru Suzuki feuding for the Never Open Weight Title. I guess. Uh, New Japan, New Japan is out of my rotation for this year. (laughs) That's that's all I have to really say. But yeah, and I'm just like I said, Zack Ryder is the same Zack Ryder, so I don't like him more or less. I'm just not. It's just whatever to me that now that he's on AEW. Ah man. Um. Okay, so for Seth Superkick, that was. He left that comment last week, but oh, okay. it happened after we recorded the show. But he's back this week, so thank you, Seth, for this. <laughs> two, um, two times. <laughs> Dakota winning against Rhea was absolutely the right choice. Her against Io is going to slap hard. Also, Rhea and Mercedes is going to be really dope second women's match for TakeOver, if that's the case. Uh, as sad as I am that Loomis is out of the ladder match, if we somehow get, say, Ridge against Finn and Johnny against Kushida in two weeks' time out of this, I can't help but to be excited. Ridge wow. really impressed me in the triple threat, but the right guy ultimately won to Damian Priest. As much as I have no idea what the finish of the match is going to be, the build-up to Keith Lee and Karrion Cross is heat. And I think that these two men would have the potential to put on an absolute banger. I agree. Uh, Bronson Reed and Tegan Knox got some pretty strong wins on the show. Not much to say here. Legado del Fantasma is quickly becoming my favorite NXT acts. And Escobar Sorry, gets Swerve. Whenever that happens, is going to be Heat Rocks. Last but not least, best of luck to Adam Cole being tasked with the carry job of the lifetime at TakeOver <laughs> 30. Man's really got to put on his working boots for this one. NXT as usual is really good once again. I, 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 I agree. I don't <laughs> think that, like, there's going to be some... Shenanigans. Stuff. Yeah, there's going to be some crazy stuff happening in that the Pat McAfee match. They'll do some moves, uh, but he'll have some backup. Maybe it's Imperium. Somebody's going to attack Adam. Like, it's just not going to be a straight... If it's a straight match... Oh, man. I don't know. He said, like... Like the uh, the video that he sent this a uh, few hours ago, he's like, "Listen, man, like I'm on my honeymoon. I got like two weeks to prepare, but mm-hmm. at least he's got the punt. He's got the boot. Maybe just kick. He can kick Adam Cole repeatedly. If Adam Cole like gets caught on the ropes or something, and then McAfee kicks him out cold, and the ref calls for the bell, I'm launching my headphones into the satellite." That's how that's how it's gonna go. Can you imagine the talk that like Triple H would have of Adam Cole of doing that? Like, listen, man, I know, I know. I'm just gonna need you to <laughs> let Pat just kick you into the stratosphere, man. I'm just gonna just, just um, do this for me, brother. Adam Cole gonna really have to hit He gonna have to hit you with the fuck you, bro. <laughs> that that that's the energy that I'd probably give, like Nah, I'm not letting him kick me to the moon, brother. Oh, man. Uh, last one from our dude, Ipo. Ipo here once again with a long, another long-ass response. It's all good, man. We appreciate it. I thought NXT was good this week. There was a slight dip from last week's episode, but nothing too alarming positives. Dakota and Rhea was a banger. Now they started the Rhea Mercedes feud. I'm hyped for that. Mm-hmm. Only Priest and Holland was great. We all knew Priest was going over. 
Uh, Oni was always going to show out, but in a losing effort. I think we said that he was going to take the pin. I didn't know what to expect from Holland, but it came away very intrigued and like what I saw. I love how they position Legato del Fantasma as the new top heel group, establishing what they're about from the jump with their pride in Lucha Libre and not just being a gimmick. Escobar and Swerve are going to kill it in their match. Negatives. Lee and Grimes dragged a bit to me, but the end of the sequence was good. Yeah. I agree. Cross decimating Oni and Birch was good, but counterproductive when you need tag teams for the division. He did kind of lay them to waste, and he probably will do that to Birch next week. They'll be alright. They'll be alright. Birch will. Uh, I mean, hey, the, damn, Birch is gonna get two. He's gonna get whooped twice in two weeks. Jeez, I think it should have been Yim, unless they're saving it for next. That for next week. I wasn't feeling the Cole McAfee, uh, McAfee angle at all, especially with him being on commentary. But slightly shifted my opinion once I saw where they were going with it and seen and heard the punt. Damn, do you think they're setting up the Cole? Well, they, they are. Or does Pat have someone do his dirty work for him? That can also happen, nah. too, within two weeks. Uh, all hey, I think, I think have Undisputed have Era jump him. <laughs> have Undisputed Era jump him. And then Pagafina, you know, in his crutches, I don't know if I could fight, but I'm going to get somebody to get you. And, you know, we probably get... Uh, people say Triple H. I think that'd be crazy. But that'd be heat, though. Can you imagine if Pat had, yeah, like you said, like Undisputed Era jump Adam Cole, and then you have Kyle Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole going, you you remember their wars in New Japan and uh, oh yeah ROH ROH that ROH match the last one that they had <laughs> the one where uh, I think Cole lost his teeth yeah he J Five sent me that uh, I think like Thanksgiving last year. <laughs> That was when they were like, "All right, is is Kai is O'Reilly leaving?" I remember all that, and like that mm-hmm. was that was dope. I would love to see them fight again. Jeez, uh, all in all, a good episode this week. Continuing the lead up to Takeover Thirty. Oh, and who do you think think will be the third guy in Grimes and Kashida qualifier? We did say uh, Champa. I'm hoping for another NXT UK guy, but I feel like it's going to be... Yeah, he said uh-huh. it's going to be Ciampa. If it's him, he's going over. But if not, I think Kushida will. Man, Kushida better... If they... <laughs> Kushida better have to say Ciampa to God? Listen, Ciampa has been there since... I... Uh, my first podcast, Mike. Three years... Like, three, three years ago. Yeah. And... It's time for Ciampa. Like, I understand that Ciampa is a big guy, a big name in NXT. But please cash in on Kushida. Kushida had, like, those fire matches where they were kind of different. Like, he was doing submission stuff. And, like, it, it brought a new flavor to the show. He gets well, there, and then you don't see him for a while. Why even bring him over here? It's not like New Japan was really doing anything with him. Other than like yeah. fight Osprey or fight, you know, like Hiroshi. But like not having him on the show isn't that great either. Yeah. Have Kashida uh, win, please. Please. I, I think uh I think Kushida will win. Like, if we just look at um just look at the ladder matches really all like all new stars and you know, we think that like Ciampa is gonna go over, but like Roger Strong, Johnny Gargano didn't go over. Finn Balor didn't go over like that's insane. Like that's really big stuff. You know, that's nothing like that's nothing to like, you know, bat your eyes towards. So I think Kushida might take it, even if like Champa is like, maybe he just won't get pinned and then he'll be in that like weird uh, triple threat match, I guess, to replace Dexter Loomis. And then you get a lot of cool stuff in there. You get. Champa, uh, Champa and Gorgano in there, knowing their history. Balor's in there, which is going to be crazy. Uh, Rich Holland is going to toss them around, and then it's it's going to be a grand old time. I like I like to see that everybody's high on Rich Holland. Mm-hmm. He's got he's everybody's got a good honest. future, man. Like keep him over here, like have him do some stuff. Um, yeah, let's get some up. NXT UK women over here, man. Let's get it, man. Keep I'm up the good work, guys. Storm. Much love for you, guy, Epo. Thank you, Epo. Thank you for everybody who sent responses in. Uh, I'm with mm-hmm. you there too. Like, 
we yeah we said this last week who yeah. who we wanted to come over from NXT UK like I yeah. said like I think the travel alert just went down for the US at least like travel to from today like it's not stage four anymore so you know other country countries have banned us going over there but for them coming over here. Maybe it's <laughs> a little better. Maybe you have a little bit room to go, and we can get a Jenny over here. We get a Tony Storm over here. We can get Pete Kay- Dunn back. Kaylee Ray, please. Yes, Kaylee Ray. Like Kaylee Ray is the longest reigning champ in NXT right now, and I think the longest reigning women's champ. Bring her back over here and have have some like some bangers with you know. Tegan Knox or Io Shirai or like yeah. a whole host of people. Hope hopefully, man. All right, I think that's our show for this week. As always, thank you for listening to us. Uh, you can follow us at RNC Radio Live on Twitter and Instagram. Subscribe to our channels wherever you listen to podcasts on the A Show Network. For myself and Cyrus, uh, we got an action. It looks like we got an action packed show next week as well especially mm-hmm. the tag team appreciation night uh we'll keep you posted on everything nxt and aew uh be safe and we will be back next friday